Yes, hello, welcome to the Jock and Journo Show, a special shutdown edition. We're all a bit flat about the next six weeks, aren't we? We're going to keep it uh, nice and positive uh, to get to, to get us through uh, the week. It's been another, another massive week in footy, of course, and who better to talk about it? The five-time best and fairest winner, six-time All-Australian. He's the captain of Collingwood, Scotty Penabry. How are you, buddy? Good, mate. I did say last week that I'll probably join you next week from the hub, so... I'm not. I'm not. So I'm in sort of a halfway house hub at the moment. So we're up in Sydney. There you are. Um, yeah, we. Yeah, it's been a whirlwind. What day is it? Tuesday. Probably four or five days since, since probably before our game to to, to now. Sort of where the dust is starting to feel like it settles, but then obviously the mm-hmm. bombshell of you know going into lockdown. So there's guys here with you know obviously families and partners back home where their families now in lockdown and. I suppose the things they had planned to support each other and help each other out have now gone out the window because you can't do a lot of the things that people have planned. Mm. So it's been, um, yeah, it's been a big four days and, um, yeah, just trying to process it, see the opportunity while we're here and what we can achieve. But, um, yeah, also just understand and be real about the situation we're in. I'm going to pick your brains well, on that in a second, especially how you uh, try and spin that positive positive message, I guess, or how you how you lead and frame the attitude, of course, when you've got people missing their family back at home, especially now that homeschooling's probably on a way, which is a real kick in the pills for me, given that I've got three children <laughs> and myself and my wife work full time. So just going to have to bear with my garbage for the next six weeks. Goodness knows what I'm going to produce. I want to say hello to you, Cocker. How are you? Oh, tech good day, Jay-Z. Oh, we're just trapped here, mate. Scott's on the loose up on the coast getting some sun and we're just trapped here in Victoria. It's great. We're trying to get – he should be motivating us. Get us up, Scott. Give us a bit of what you're giving to your teammates. Motivate. We need a (laughs) pre-game. We need a pre-inspirational pre-game address. I was thinking about dry July. Absolutely no chance now. Hasn't that taken a huge huge hit? That's long gone. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, need some new pants. So we're going to speak about the Hawks, the Hawks you play this weekend because they've absolutely had the wood on you. And the forward connection, why is it the Pies, the Demons, a few sides around the competition aren't able to hit those targets moving forward? It's, it would be interesting to know what are some of the big hurdles uh, as you burst out of the clearance, mate. You've got three blokes screaming at you, how you picked that right decision and hit the man on the chest. But what happened on Saturday, Scotty? Because you were due to fly out on Monday. And then I presume you got a call or an email or a text message or something on Saturday saying, pack your bags, mate, we're flying out early. Yeah, so Saturday, um, obviously, or well, probably you could take you back even a couple of days earlier. On the Thursday, we spoke to the playing group of, um, you know, it looks like round six is going to get changed, but be ready to have to leave, you know, Victoria, um, you know, po- possibly early next week, as early as a Monday. Um, obviously, then went into the game against the Bombers and then, um, yeah, sort of didn't perform that well there. And, when, you know, we sort of got told, you know, on Friday too, that we'd be leaving Monday um, afternoon. So, you know, the club gave us Saturday, Sunday, Monday off and just said, you know, your next few minutes, just meet mm-hmm. us at the airport, go spend the next three or four days with your loved ones. And, um, you know, for guys that are lucky enough to, to have their families up here, um, you know, bring them and the guys that, you know, sort of we couldn't accommodate, um, you know, get around your family and, you know, say goodbyes and plan well. And we'll see you... Um, We'll see you Monday at three o'clock. So then Saturday, yeah, um, you know, had, had a day with the family. Um, yeah, just chilling out at home. It was probably, you know, four or five o'clock, um, you know, having a wine with Alex, you know, mucking out with the kids. And then the, the notification come on the phone from, from Teamworks um, and it said, um, you're now leaving tomorrow at, um, you need to be at the club at 9am. So safe to say that mm. night was um, a lead, 
a lead balloon um, straight away. Balloon. So the, yeah, the, the the one glass of wine went down pretty quick, and then <laughs> yeah, we sort of sat there in a bit of shock. And um, yeah, it was um, yeah, sort of hard to process. I, I spoke to a few of the guys here saying, even just putting Jacks to bed for the last time, um, you know, it was mm. just, I I almost could vibe that he knew something was up. You know, I put him down to bed and never usually jumps up but he jumped up and he ran down the hallway and he come down and gave me a big cuddle and kiss and he said you know dad dad i love you so much um no. so I, I, he didn't really he didn't really know what was happening and um yeah i sort of said to him you know i gotta go back to bed mate i'll see you in the morning and then you know sort of knew once i wake up in the morning i sort of had an hour and a half with him and then out we went so then we went all met at the club bus straight to the um the jet base in melbourne jumped on the flight with the Hawks boys, um, they had a game obviously that day against the Giants, so we flew up. Um, yeah, we we touched down Sunday afternoon, and then pretty much all got together in the team room up here and just sat down and had a chat and just checked in, how you going? Cause a lot of guys obviously had to say goodbye to their family and friends, and then mm. we got sort of read the read the rules and regulations while we we're away, what we we're allowed to do, um, which is not a lot, which. We sort of expected what we what we can do. Um, you know, we're allowed to leave the hotel for 45 minutes in with one other player, um, and we're allowed to obviously tra- train and um, we're allowed to play on Friday night. So other than that, we're sort of in the hotel or in the team room having a feed and um, a lot of time sitting in your room. So training and otherwise can leave for only 45 minutes with one <laughs> other dude. Yeah, yeah. So you've got to be in pairs at all times. Um, and can only leave for, for 45 minutes. So guys mm. you know, go for a wander, grab a coffee, come back, and then yeah, you sort of yeah. hope it's lunchtime or you hope you've got training or something so it can keep you occupied. So I saw Chris Mayne with his youngster and I saw Adam Trelaw with his little one. Are you planning to bring yours or how's, it, how's the family integration going? Uh, yeah, so I'm planning to bring mine over to Perth at this stage um, now. So we're just sort of waiting for um, if we can get the exemption from the WA government to, to bring your family so over. So you don't so, know? So hang on, hang on a sec. You st- right uh, now you don't know? No, we don't know. It's sort of it's up in the air. So um, I'm, I'm hoping we can. Um, you know, it's, it is a little bit flattening when you see, um, you know, other clubs being able to take their – sort of family and um, sort of make the most of the situation. So hopefully um, for us and Geelong, we can get our families over there and, um, you know, have that support around us because I think that is pretty important for for guys and especially with what's happened in Victoria in the last 24 hours about, you know, they, the girls literally mm-hmm. have no support at all now. So um, hopefully that can um, fall our way and, you know, and then and too, it's not like they're getting to come over to WA and they can – do what they want. They they come into us in in lockdown for those um, two weeks under under stricter rules. We're allowed to train and play. They've got to stay at the the hotel the whole time um, where we are. But then it'd be good to have them on the road. And if the season does get extended while we're here, you know, an extra week or an extra two weeks it does make it a lot easier to stay and um, be able to get through that, that extra time away. Yeah, see that that's interesting. I hear you say that because I thought uh, families were welcome. Well, certainly that was the the message spun that I understand. So if you're telling me that that's still a bit unclear, that does raise my eyebrow, um, which is quite interesting. And it doesn't sound that appealing, I must admit, for the partners. If you literally can't even leave the hotel grounds, it's not exactly um, ideal. Yeah. So yeah, like it's one of those. Days. It's one of those things. Um, they've obviously got us there, the team. We can interact with each other. Um, you're allowed on the resort. 
in the areas with that we want to go to. Um, and personally, I, I you know want my family there to um, spend that time with. So, hopefully, yep. the WA government can, um, yeah, let let them come in. to the party. Do you know if they, if Junior Lap fixed that pool yet? Have they got that sorted or not? <laughs> I don't believe so. So, hold on, I need a drink. Oh God! Oh, oh, no. Oh, no. This is a particularly sensitive time to be uh, coughing and spluttering <laughs> on a podcast. Oh, you can take down uh, as if it hasn't been a big enough sort of week already for the pies, uh, Coco. Sorry, bro. Sitting in air con for right. too long. So, Scotty, you land in um, Sydney. What was it on uh, on Saturday? You must have done something fat. I mean, everyone's probably a bit flat. Let's be honest, flat as a shit cut as that. But how do you try, how did you do anything to try and get the boys' spirits? You know, a bit of music trivia, or I don't know, some table tennis or something to try and um, lift oh, the boys been, lift the boys the, a little bit. The, the anything fun? Set up here with um, Jenga, five hundred, oh. articulate. Um, oh. Plenty of games going on. So, oh boy, um, Where, what's your particular area of strength? Yeah, backgammon, very solid. Oh, <laughs> Jeez. Have you, have you, either of you played backgammon? Nah, nah, not for a long time. <laughs> I have friends. Not for a long time. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I learned, I learned, I learned how to play backgammon in Greece with a good mate of mine, and continued to play since, and I've um, become pretty handy at it. So that's nothing anyone has ever bragged about ever. Been good at backgammon. <laughs> <laughs> that, that, that could be a that could be a secret skill. Yeah, great. <laughs> well, that's uh, life after forty. That's Riffa. <laughs> yeah, so <laughs> ready to um, go. Yeah. Any particularly uh, amusing moments? Does anyone go particularly poorly, or anyone you need to keep a spray for anything, or anyone who did? Was there a championship um, of some Max, kind? Max Max Lynch, um, his Instagram account. I don't know if you boys follow him, but I, I fo- follow him. He's, he's a character. He provides he provides some really really good content. So to be, to be honest, the first night. Um, yeah, I went up to the, the hotel pool just to jump in and sort of have a swim and there was about 15, 16 of our young boys in there pumping weights and doing that. Mm. A few of the senior players, um, we had a couple of beers in the team room and just sort of decompressed and de-stressed a little bit and just chat about how we're all handling it, how we're going, checked in, how's your families. Um, mm. You know, I think that was really good just to have, have that yeah. time to just talk about it because everyone had so much going on and um, – the situation, mm. as you blokes would know, is just changing so rapidly that you actually you need to talk about. It, you need to get it out of your system. And I know I felt much better the next morning when I woke up. That yeah. you, you sort of know there's other blokes blokes in a similar boat. There's blokes looking out for you, knowing that you know it is tough to be away from your family. And um, but yeah, we, we'll pull through and we're here and let's try and make the most of it. A little heart to heart on the top of the Sofitel, mate. Nice little pool. Never heard anyone couple of beers. I like it. Hey, um, only real serious one on this. Obviously, now that. Um, I mean, we're all in lockdown here in Melbourne for the next six weeks, which is uh, which was a blow um, today. Now, the AFL has previously promised that you guys will be back in 32, day, 32 days. You play five games in 32 days and come back. Now, at Dan's, that may now have to change. I don't think that the AFL has got any guarantees on when you can be back, when you'll be playing games in Melbourne again, um, and what may happen. I wouldn't be surprised if you need to have a second hub. So you play, you're away for five games, 32 days, come back, maybe have a buy or a split round buy, and then you could be sent again. How, just generally speaking, how do you feel about the prospect of having to be away for the next, not only this month, but two or three months potentially? Yeah, I think I think guys um, are open to it. Like I'm open to doing that, but I, I'm not going to do it at the expense of my family. Um, yeah. 
So like they need to be included, be involved because, um, yeah, that's, I feel like that's a big part of it. I'm, I'd be happy to stay away for 10 weeks if they're here with me. Um, but the constant sort of back and forth of not knowing, and I, and I know the AFL don't even really know what's happening, you know, as far as tomorrow. So we, I know as players, we need to be flexible and, and that, but we also, um, I feel like we're, we're doing a fairly big part as well of keeping this game going. And um, I know we're privileged to be able to play and do these things, but we also, we're not robots or we do have emotion and feeling and it'll make it, I think it'll make it a lot easier for guys to be able to get through whatever we're asked to, if you can have your family support, because, you know, already a hub was supposed to be three weeks and you can see West Coast and Adelaide got extended by a week. We're under no illusion that, you know, we've already, we're doing a week in Sydney. We've got three weeks in Perth and then, you know, we, I think it's pretty obvious mm-hmm. to work out we'll be going somewhere probably for a week on the way home. So, um, you know, and then if we come home and there's a buy and then we're off again for another four weeks, as I said, I'm, I'm happy to do it um, and play our part in keeping the game going, but I'm not happy to do it at the cost of my family. So that's where I, that's where I sit on the issue. And I think if we do have a situation where, um, you know, it's not logistically possible for families or it's difficult for families or, you know, whatever, the, again, the, it's, you know, not ideal for them. I think we will then be in a situation where we have more players um, simply go home and I fully fully understand um, that because everyone, I mean, particularly with homeschooling, for example, my wife works full-time. We've got three kids. One of them needs homeschooling. So if I was to disappear for one month, you know, maybe you could potentially you could manage, but then if I was to go away again, you know, it would be it'd be virtually impossible anyway. So um, that's interesting to see how that plays out. Big been a big talking point in Melbourne this week, and that gun, that talented midfield, and uh, the poor year and a half they've had, and their inability um, to connect with their forward line. And probably you guys have had a, a, a similar version of that problem, maybe not as pronounced as them, but it's definitely been an issue for you guys as well. So can you can you let us know? We can you take, I mean, it looks so easy from 10 rows back or on the couch where, where I sit. When you're, when you're moving the ball quickly and when you're moving the ball slowly, either out of the back line or, or out of the center, what what makes that more difficult? What are the, what are the challenges, the hurdles you confront when you're trying to hit up your targets in patterns that you practice so many times. Yeah, so I think I think the main thing with that forward connection piece, um, and you know, Western Bulldogs battled with it for a couple of weeks. They've seemed to got their ball movement going from the back half of the ground. So um, yeah, it depends on you know a multitude of things. Are your forwards working together? Are you you know are you positioning the right way? Is your ball movement too fast that you're not letting your forwards reset again ahead of the ball? Um, or are you going too slow that you're not giving your forwards one-on-one and you're allowing sides to roll off and make I'd say you blokes fit into that category. Is that fair? Sometimes too you can be slow? a bit slow. Yeah, do you reckon? Uh, yeah, 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 I, I to agree. The, I think, to the eye. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I think um, at times we could go a little bit quicker and give our forwards a better chance. So I think uh, it's just. I think it's just a balance of... You know, some weeks you go a bit too fast, then you overcorrect because you trained it that week to go a little bit slower or to work through. So I think the, um, you know, sort of the happy medium is when you're not thinking about that stuff so much more, you're just trying to find the open guy, the free target. I think that the sort of the the side that I look to is probably St Kilda and Brisbane about how fluid their ball movement looks, how, um, how free they look. They look like they just get it and they just wheel and they find and, if they don't like what they see, they've got a really good contest that they can trust in front of the ball. So mm. it's probably one thing with um, – and St Kilda especially, I haven't watched as much of Brisbane, but their 
they're so unselfish around goal and they remind me a little bit of um, you know the Hawthorne when when they were at the peak of their powers and still out, still how Hawthorne play very much so now is share the footy be super composed in your forward half don't panic don't you know, it's not the first guy who touches it in that forward line just has a crack at goals they they flick it around they find the best shot and it's probably why the accuracy is so high and um, it's probably no surprise that the guy you see sitting on their bench when players come off you know Jared Ruffhead just sitting there a great friend of the podcast I might add but you know, his influence has probably been huge at that football club. In terms of just, you know, you've got one of the best key forwards in the modern era sitting there talking about unselfish, how Hawthorne probably played a little bit, what they focused on, and he's having a – he seems to be having a good impact. No doubt, you know, other coaches as well, but he seems like he's having an impact at that football club. Got to look after your Gippsland mates. Um, that's what <laughs> happens. You've got to give them always a, a, a bit of a shout-out. I've got a question mark over St Kilda. And whether that though, whether that pace, the play on, will stand up in finals. I mean, it's yet to be seen. They're sexy to watch. They're great to watch. But we'll typically that side, that style of footy. Maybe Geelong played it in two thousand seven, two thousand and nine. A little bit off back. They went quite quick. But typically, it's more of that contest defensive stuff that stands up on the big stage, which you know a lot better than I. So that, I think that's still a fair question mark. Um, which we will, which we will, which we'll find out. But uh, Hawthorne, we'll touch on them quickly. It's a huge game for you guys. You're on the skids a little bit to um, straight losses. No one looked particularly happy walking off the MCG on Friday night from uh, from my position um, on the couch. But Hawthorne's had the wood over you. I think you've won one out of your last thirteen contests against them. Clarko's got Nathan Buckley in a choker hold. Oh. Why is that? Why have you struggled against the Hawks? Oh, yeah. Um, oh, it's yeah. Probably even before Buck started too. Like I, don't, I feel like I've only beat Hawthorne three or four times in my career. So you um, do, bros. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> there. Yeah. Yeah. We're well overdue to to get a win. So <laughs> we had a good battle with them last year. I think we lost by like four points or, or two points. Um, the time before that, I think we knocked them off. So um, yeah, they obviously you know they they've been a powerhouse side for a long period of time. So. Even when they were at their best, we had some good battles with them, but we could never sort of win. We always got within two or three goals or, you know, kick away late. So, um, yeah, look, we, we understand how they play. They've changed a little bit from, I suppose, the Hawthorne of old of, you know, what guys think like, but they defend really well. They defend pretty similar to how they've always defended. So we've got to be, um, you know, expecting that. They're going to defend the fourth half of the ground really well. You know, they lock the Giants away. You know, fairly well, but um, you know, obviously just conceded some scores when they went inside fifty. But to only give up twenty side, twenty twenty six inside fifties is a pretty special effort. So, yeah, it's going to be yeah, a big challenge. On <clears throat> yeah, I know, and that's that might be. The they only like, gave up twenty six. The strike rate was nearly one hundred percent. It was like a sieve back there. More of average. Though. <laughs> be pretty happy with that. As long as I think, as long as Jay Z doesn't call uh, Sean Burgoyne old this week, and he comes out and has a has a ball terror, I think you'll be. Fine. Yeah, don't yes. write another one of those articles, please. <laughs> did I? Oh, yeah, probably, yeah, I did say they were a bit old last time. They're, I think they're even older now. But yeah, um, anyway, experience wins. Hey, um, I tell you, let's do three votes. Um, so you got my three votes uh, at the weekend, particularly courageous effort. Tom Lynch. So Tom Lynch broke his hand early in that game against Melbourne, had had to wear a glove. Now, if I'd broken my hand or my finger, I'll tell you what I don't want to do. Let's stand in the forward line and catch 
wet leather balls coming at me at pace. I couldn't think of anything worse than being on a football field with a broken finger or broken hand. But good on him. He still gave the the, uh, the high fives just with the other with the other hand. So uh, for his courage and determination, we saw him fly up on the private jet. Uh, what night was it? Monday night um, to make sure yeah, he got the PJ did time. It. Yeah. I'm sure yeah, it's a private jet would be on. A little commercial number, I think, surely. I think they forked out for it. I think they Ooh. I think they just Richmond just paid cash. What would that cost? Ten grand or something? Know. You'd know so better what, than me. What, what's your private jet? No, I don't even know. <laughs> I don't even know. <laughs> no idea. No idea. No, yeah, I'm not no sure. Idea. I feel like that's your my, area, Scott. My, my, yeah, my my three votes then from the weekend. Um mm-hmm. I go to Brisbane. I think Brisbane um they're a bit of the sweet mm-hmm. of the competition, but they are genuinely exciting to watch play footy. Um, they defend really mm-hmm. well, but they're just super slick with the ball at the moment. So, so I sat back, um, watched that game versus Port Adelaide, and yeah, I think they're going really well. And they, I think they've flown under the radar for a little bit, but I think sides now um, are expecting to to get a red hot crack, and they're delivering, you know, with that expectation. So, I enjoy watching, and they've you know got so many exciting forwards, and um, you know they defend the ground really well as well. So they're they're going to be a hard side to beat. I thought you were going to give the three votes to the um, food up at up at the Sofitel, Scott, after its glowing review. Uh, <laughs> don't get me started. <laughs> get what me is the boiled chicken like? <laughs> oh. Yeah, well, they they too had limited time to prep, so um, <laughs> we're, we're, a good out. They got a good out. We're hoping we're hoping it um good. it picks up a little improves. bit tomorrow. That yes. improves like your forward line function. <laughs> oh, oh. Well, well, I'd keep eating the boiled fish and the boiled chicken if, the, if our forwards function is <laughs> better on Friday. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was going to give um, three votes to your hair because it's doing plenty at the moment. I don't it's know. nice. It's, it's up. It's yeah. up and about a bit more than yawning, yeah. Jay Z over there. Um, yeah. I give my it's been a big few days. Yeah, it's been a massive, it's been a big mate. massive few days. Yeah, I yeah. give um, Rest. it's it's a little bit late, but I give three votes to um Dan Butler. I just reckon he's having an awesome season. It's great watching mm. him kicking a goal a game, pretty much, and St Kilda are up and firing. Uh, and all those guys that they've got in have just you know fired straight away, and it's just good to see. Good to see St Kilda up and about. Great value uh, pick up for what was he pick fifty seven or something like that. Um, Steel, something like that. All right, Scotland. Um, good luck up there in the uh, up there in the um, Sydney. Although I did see an Instagram picture from Collingwood Football Club's account from up the the pool deck up there. Yeah, noble. Just overlooking the harbour, mate. You don't look like you're doing it that tough. That's She's quite a nice little city. spot. They must have used their forty five minutes outside <laughs> for that little thing. So got got the perfect shot, and out they went. So um, yeah. So, uh, it's, as I said, it's it's um. It's not. It's not too bad up here. The the weather's nice. Um, yeah, game of football to win on Friday night, and um, you know I think you spoke earlier about the opportunity. So we definitely see the opportunity to get away, play some good footy together, connect a little bit more, and um, hopefully, yeah, hopefully get the four points on Friday night. Collingwood wins Different. grand finals in October. Maybe they beat Hawthorne in Sydney. Maybe it's just the way it should go. Maybe it's the change we needed. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I reckon if I was let out in Sydney for 45 minutes, um, no way. I'm going to the coffee shop, that's for sure. I'd be going straight to the pub. Hey, Scotty, good luck up there, mate. Um, thanks for making some time for the Jock and Journo show. Uh, as usual, we'll be cheering for you on uh, on Friday night. Hopefully, you can break your uh, your duck against the, the Hawks, mate. So, uh, oh, good luck. Thanks, boys. Kick a snap. Appreciate it. Way to get the boys up. Give them the double coat. Take it. 
<laughs> Take it easy. Thanks so much for listening to the Jock and Journo Show special shutdown edition. Oh. Uh, stay positive out there, people. Keep your chin up. And um, and we can, you can learn backgammon. You can learn backgammon. It's always there, Scotty. We'll, we can maybe next week we'll, we'll delve into your secret. Play, uh, let's play online. On. Let's play online, boys. Riveting. We'll Should we do that? Yeah, good. All right. Thanks so much for listening. We'll catch you next week. Bye bye.